Hi there. I'm so excited to welcome you to the Arthritis Life Podcast, where we share arthritis life stories and tips for thriving with autoimmune arthritis. My name is Cheryl Crow, and I am passionate about helping people navigate real life with arthritis beyond joint pain. I've been living with rheumatoid arthritis for 20 years, and I'm also a mom, occupational therapist, video creator, support group leader, and I created the Room to Thrive self-management program. I am so excited to help you live a more empowered life with arthritis. We're going to cover everything from kitchen life hacks to navigating the healthcare system to coping with friends who just don't get it. Seriously, no topic is going to be off limits on this podcast. My interviewees and I share our honest stories of how chronic illness affects our lives. This includes discussions about mental health, sex, shame, pregnancy, body image, advocacy, self-acceptance, and so much more. You'll hear stories from all ends of the spectrum, from a person who's living in Medicaid remission from psoriatic arthritis to somebody living with severe mobility restrictions and severe pain from rheumatoid arthritis. You'll hear how people manage their conditions in different ways, like medications, mindfulness, movement, social support, work accommodations, and so much more. You'll also hear from rheumatology experts who just get it. We'll dive deep into the science behind chronic pain and what's the latest evidence for lifestyle changes that can help you thrive with arthritis, including exercise, sleep, nutrition, stress reduction, and more. This is your chance to sit down and chat with a friend who's been there. Ready to figure out how to manage your arthritis life? Let's get started. Hi, my name is Cheryl Crow, and I am passionate about helping people navigate real life with arthritis. I've lived with rheumatoid arthritis for 17 years, and I'm also a mom, teacher, and occupational therapist. I'm so excited to share my tricks for managing the ups and downs of life with arthritis. Everything from kitchen life hacks to how to respond when people say you don't look sick, stress, work, sex, anxiety, fatigue, pregnancy, and parenting with chronic illness. No topic will be off limits here. I'll also talk to other patients and share their stories and advice. Think of this as your chance to sit down and chat with a friend who's been there. Ready to figure out how to manage your arthritis life? Let's get started. Hi, Grace. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Cheryl. How are you? Good. It's so like, it's so fun to meet someone on social media and then actually get to talk to them live. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And sorry, did I hear a heat wave? Yes, we're having a heat wave. I, I forget what the Celsius, I think it's 34 Celsius. Is that right? It's really hot. Oh, well, yeah. look, I need to be where you are, Cheryl. Seriously, I think we need to swap, please. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, is it cold in the UK? It's a weird kind of miserable day. It's kind of... Oh. I don't know. It was a strange one here. It's kind of muggy. It's a weird kind of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not not enough breeze. It's just kind of a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, we got so lucky because we had already planned a trip to the Oregon coast, which is where the near the ocean. So it's always cooler near, almost always cooler near the ocean. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. yeah. Yay! Uh, do you find like weather changes affect your joints at all? Oh, like it, does, it does, it does. I think it's yeah. quite common for many of us RA warriors, yes. to be fair, that, you know, yeah. in the excruciating cold months, that's when it's, it really gets to us, our joints, etc. 
The yeah. summer month, we've got a bit more spring in our step, you know. Summer, yeah, good yeah. Food, good vibes. It's all, I guess it's all, you know, part of the whole mental mind, mind work psyche. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's so interesting because I don't find that the cold makes my joints worse, but the humidity does. So if it's like humid and like the, I guess it's the uh, barometric pressure sometimes, if it's humid, that can definitely, like when I go to Hawaii, yeah. my joints are sore usually. Yeah. yeah. So, I think yeah. Really, yeah, definitely. Where it's the two extremes, whether it's really cold or really mm -hmm. hot, I find that's when, yeah, my, my body just, just goes into yeah, pure hard. pain mode as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so happy that you're coming on today. We're trying something a little different. We're going to try to use this recording as a podcast as well, which is such a great idea. I've never thought of that. So Grace brought it up. She's like, oh, can we just do a live and then you can put that on the podcast? I was like, yes. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. I'm, I'm just all about repurposing all that good stuff, good content. Why not so repurpose smart. it? Exactly. That's I'm trying to do that work smarter, not harder kind of yes. thing. Exactly that, exactly that. So many lovely people jumping on. Hello. I know. It's so I'm great. Excited. I know. Ah. Hi, everyone. And yeah, so feel free to ask any questions in, in the chat. But I think I'll start by just asking you, you know, can you give a quick introduction to yourself, like, and your relationship to arthritis? Yes, yeah, yeah. So I'm Grace Nelson, and I am a business growth coach, and I help women in corporate you want to start an online business while still in nine to five. So my rheumatoid arthritis journey started at the age of 20. So wow. I was just about to go into my final year of university studying mm -hmm. law. Um, and you can imagine the final year in university is very tense in terms of all the exams, all the studying. And I just didn't know what was happening. Um, I yeah. remember I... I thrive in heat. I absolutely love oh, yeah. heat. So I would yeah. always have the the um, the heaters on, even if it is hot, hot sun outside. Wow. And I just remember one day just waking up and just from head to toe, head to toe, my whole body was aching. I felt very stiff in myself and I couldn't move. Yeah. And it scared the life out of me because it just, it just comes suddenly, RA, all the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know what was going on. And I just felt really weak in myself to the point whereby I couldn't even hold a cup or a plate. Yeah. Um, just everything felt like 10 times the effort to do. Right. Um, and also I was experiencing a lot of fatigue. So yeah. I just kind of put it down to maybe I'm having the heater on full blast. You know, maybe mm -hmm. it's taking an effect to me. So... This continued for a couple of weeks um, and it got to the point whereby I was struggling to walk. Um, yeah. I was in so much pain to even put my foot flat on the ground to get to uh, uni, to actually go to class to study. Um, so I, I remember sometimes I'll be coming back and forth from my mum's house, my parents' house, back and forth from uni. Mm -hmm. So I went home and we decided that, you know, it's probably high time that I actually go and see somebody about this, you know, because mm -hmm. I can't carry on like this. And it was quite worrying, especially how I just kind of deteriorated. Right. <laughs> you know, just suddenly I was okay. And then the next minute I was uh, in excruciating pain. So mm -hmm. we went to the doctors, first of all, and we referred to the hospital consultant 
did countless tests. I can't remember the number of tests I did, you know, back and forth, back and forth, lots of blood tests. Um, and then it came to the point whereby I remember going in with my mum and sitting down with the doctor consultant. And he said to me, Grace, it looks like you've got rheumatoid arthritis. And at the time, you know, I, I didn't know what rheumatoid arthritis was. And I'd always associated arthritis with the elderly, you know, the wear right. and tear of the joints, etc. So, you know, you can just imagine, you know, I was kind of like, what? You know, what, what is mm -hmm. this? As he explained about rheumatoid arthritis and the fact that at that time, it wasn't that common in people my age, you know, being only 20. And also right. the fact that it wasn't hereditary, even though we know rheumatoid arthritis isn't hereditary as well. Um, right. I wasn't really aware of, at that time, I wasn't aware of anyone else in my family that had autoimmune conditions. Right. Um, but since then, it seems that so many do. So it was... <laughs> It's like yeah. I, I opened up the portal now that more and more <laughs> of my family members are, are coming to me saying, oh, Grace, you know, we've got rheumatoid arthritis. So I'm like, oh, gosh, please, oh, no, no, not that one. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I was at a point in my life where I, I didn't quite know what this would mean for me, but I wasn't fully taking it on board what the consultant was saying. Because I thought, you know, I was a a very active, you know, I, I used to be um, a, a sprint runner, so short distance sprint runner. Oh, wow. I used to uh, compete in championships, really active. You know, I was always on the dance floor, just really an active. Yes. Girl. So yes. for this to happen, it was just it, just, it really rocked my world. And I didn't understand the consequences of what may happen. So mm -hmm. I was put on treatment. You know, I, mm -hmm. I didn't even understand what the treatment would do for me to right. put on a number of treatments and was just trying that. But I'm not good with medication, especially at that time. You know, I hated the whole mm -hmm. thought of having to take medication every single day. It just seemed like a real chore, something that mm -hmm. I wasn't signed up for. So yeah. I pretended I was taking the medication. Oh no, I, I do not recommend that. <laughs> I know, I know. So, and I don't recommend that either. Yeah. But it was a thing, Cheryl, because when I would yeah. go back for blood tests, the doctors would say to me, oh, it looks like the, the level of inflammation is actually decreasing. I was like, oh, hmm, okay. This yeah. is good, this is good. But I have to admit, it, it probably has taken its effect on me now, um, you know, that those times that I pretended I was taking medication uh, yeah. it's prolonged it um, it's hard to know for sure but yeah it's hard to know <laughs> it's hard to know yeah exactly so um yeah I think for me it was since then so I still right now I have to say that I am suffering from a really severe postpartum flare-up I'm so sorry uh, my, yeah I know I know well so my daughter's gonna be one next month and um it was just what i for me this is my first child i have to say so you know all the excitement of having a child and then during pregnancy it was happy days for me cheryl because i went into remission the mother yeah. <laughs> i was i had a new lease of life during my pregnancy so right. um you know very fit able to do things and it was a very good pregnancy and then mm -hmm. giving birth, I had a C-section. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I had a couple of weeks healing from the C-section and that was painful in itself. Very yeah. painful. Um, but I'm so lucky that I've got a very supportive um, hubby who was just able to help me and, you know, care for the, the little one, etc. But mm -hmm. it seems that my rheumatoid arthritis, the flare-up, was actually waiting that as soon as my C-section, I was healed from that, I just went whoosh into overdrive, complete flare-up, and I, oh. I'm still healing from that since. And I'm it, so sorry. Yeah. Thank you. And I yeah. have to say that it hasn't been easy, um, especially in the last couple of months. Physically, I have deteriorated more than ever to the point whereby mm -hmm. I actually can't move my shoulders, my arms. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah. I'm very That's so hard. I know. How do you hold your baby? Yeah. Well, this oh. is it. It's a real struggle. Everything is 10 times the effort. It's yeah, a real struggle. Yeah. And, you know, having a baby, that's your greatest joy to be able to hold your baby, hug your baby, lift your baby, do all the things. Yeah. But it's balancing now the fact that physically I'm, I'm able to do what most mothers can do. And right. the pain is constant throughout, but still having to, to be there and do all the things as a mum, you know, still lift her up and, and you know, act, uh, you know, do well, do the necessary mother duties. And it's not easy, but for mm -hmm. me, I think most of my life has been a case of adapting, just adapting to right. what I can do and just doing the best I can do in any situation. So, right, right, right. Yeah, and that's, yeah, having a new child, what I found, because I have one child as well, very similar situation, diagnosed mm -hmm. at 20, and then I, when I had my first child, I went into remission mm -hmm. during pregnancy and then a terrible postpartum flare-up, and I think it's hard because you're learning how to be a mom yes. and you're learning how to be a mom with arthritis. So it's like two separate things, yes. you know? Yes. And so I just, you know, my heart goes out to you. I hope I, I ended up having to switch medications because my original medication I was on never worked as well after mm -hmm. my son was born. So I, I did, I want to say for anyone listening that the latest episode of the Arthritis Life podcast, I had an interview with Mariah Leach from Mama's Facing Forward. And she gave yes. a lot of resources. Yeah, for there's a lot out there from mother to baby. And but it's still hard. The individual circumstances are, are always um, hard if you're in the middle of a flare. So yeah, and that's <sighs> a good episode. And I actually need to re listen to that as well. So thank you for okay. doing that episode. And oh, no problem. <laughs> thank you. And just like you, Cheryl, I've been on a number of medications, you know, some haven't worked. So they've been switching this applying for funding for me to trial new things. So now yeah. I'm on a medication where I take it twice a year, every six months. Mm -hmm. um, last time, so a few months after, when my, a, a month after my postpartum flare-up kicked off, I took this medication, this treatment, sorry, I should mm -hmm. say, and it didn't have any effect whatsoever. Um, mm. So I am due another one coming up. But in and around that, I am trying to, be more active with myself um you know booking into private hydrotherapy sessions as well oh great and just doing as much as I can to actually move my limbs because of course the stiffness you know yeah. I don't want my body to be locked in a certain position which is what can happen and right. you know the same has happened to my wrists because I wasn't that mindful of my wrists so now I don't have any flexibility in my mm. wrists and you know these are these are the things that happen behind the scenes to us where we're, yeah. we're kind of fighting an ongoing battle with our, you know, with our bodies. But uh, 
people yeah. don't know the realities of how it is where every night when I go to bed, you know, the pain, the agony is there, waking up very stiff, it's a struggle to go to the bathroom. And your body's constantly yeah. in this warming up kind of phase, just kind of almost trying yeah. to grease grease the joints to get them moving. But yes, it's uh, yeah. it's not easy at all. And it, I'm just I'm struck by the fact that like when I first you know met you on Instagram, I'm like looking at your profile like oh she's doing so great like look at all these beautiful pictures and we all do that right we look at someone else and think that their life must be easier than ours or, or maybe just yeah. their, their life is a certain way and so yeah you're really fighting like more of like an invisible you know an invisible battle yeah yeah like, that's exactly yeah. it and that's what, what are why... some oh sorry go, go on go on <laughs> no that's why i was um very excited to you know connect with your community and just see the amazing stuff that you're doing to create more awareness and it's it's something that i feel is a personal mission of mine as well with yeah you know, so many young people especially now having more autoimmune conditions than ever before, just shining a light that you're not alone. And there yes. is light at the end of the tunnel. I know that in this moment now, it can feel like a painful reality. But by being in a supportive community like yours, hearing from other like-minded people that are going through it, you know, you take yeah. the inspiration from, you know, as you, you know, you can pick and choose, etc. But take what you need for yourself in order just to help you just move yeah. forward day by day, step by step, because it is, you know, with everything, it's a process. So it's for you to navigate through and find out what works well for you and how to yes. feel good in yourself as well. Absolutely. And that was, you're actually anticipating my next question perfectly, which was going to be, what are some of the things that have helped you cope either like with the physical demands, like life hacks or mental coping? Any, anything you want to mention about, about coping? Yeah. I would love to hear. Yeah. So I do a lot of inner work, Cheryl. So a lot of mindset yeah. work working on my mind um, and just trying to reframe things. Because before, I would say in the early days of, well, early years of having my arthritis, I was kind of in this pity stage. Oh, pity me, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And that, that was not serving me or helping me whatsoever. Mm -hmm. If anything, it was probably making the flare-ups worse. And, you know, it wasn't the case of, oh, I can't do this anymore. You know, my life is diminishing as I know it. You know, that whole mindset wasn't serving me, but it was actually taking on board those thoughts and actually getting to the core of why I'm feeling like that. Mm -hmm. And I remember writing a list of all the things that I can do, can't do, mm -hmm. and want to do. And it was a very powerful list because obviously all the things that in the can't do list was probably the longest column when I started out. And then I found myself crossing off a lot of things. All the things that I was saying I can't do, I actually could do, but it was all up here. I'd actually mm. almost, you know, through you know, programming, et cetera, I told myself I can't do certain things. So yeah. that was a very liberating exercise for me. And I would recommend anyone listening as well, just to do that, just to see that you can actually do a lot of things. And it's all here, yeah. what your mind, your subconscious mind's actually telling you. Um, Interesting. Did, did you learn that process through like a formal therapy or did you just discover it on your own? Like how, how did you learn to do that exercise? Because it sounds great. I think it was an extension of the coaching that I do. Oh, so myself, yeah. My business partner. So we're always doing, you know, 
doing this, working on our thoughts and beliefs. So it was just something that mm-hmm. with business and life, it's a complete integration, you know, they're one mm-hmm. and the same. So yes. by doing this, yeah, by doing this exercise, I found it, it really liberated me in myself to know that, oh my gosh, I can actually do a lot more. And yeah. like I was saying, it's a case of adapting, just mm-hmm. knowing that, okay, some things are not going to be easy to do but let me do what I can, et cetera. And the things that are a struggle, just t- go easy on myself. You know, give myself a lot of grace and compassion, love on my body and know that my body is working hard for me. You know, all mm-hmm. it, it's helping me to actually manage this condition and we're doing the best right. that we can together. So, yeah. and that's one thing I have to say, growing up, I never took my health that seriously. It was always, mm. when it came to my list of priorities, it was always probably the last on the list. Mm. Something that I really took for granted. But mm-hmm. here, being in the here and now, it's something that I'm very mindful of. Just loving on myself, showing myself compassion, knowing that my body is working the best for, you know, us, us both of us. And um, yeah. just continually working on my mind, surrounding myself with, yes. you know, brilliant people like yourself um just you know seriously seriously Cheryl you know you're you're inspiring a nation you know with your (laughs) no but yeah I I really I I am the most interested in all of the things to do with managing rheumatoid arthritis the mental part is my favorite part to think about and talk about my um little my unofficial tagline for arthritis life is come for the life hacks stay for the coping tools or stay for the emotional support because you're so right and it's not just like oh mind over matter like we need to just like change our mind so we don't like perceive our pain or anything like for me that that, that's part of that self-compassion like you mentioned and mindfulness is being conscious of the present moment and allowing it to be as it is and then seeing what are the possibilities like you mentioned what can i still do because if we focus, and this is one of my soapboxes, but if we, a lot of people, when they first get diagnosed, especially, they focus very, very narrowly on how can I cure or heal this and make it yes. go away, yes. which is, I want to validate that that's a totally a logical like pursuit that you would want to do. But when you continue in that mindset year after year after year, then you're blinded to all these possibilities of what you could still do, even despite, you know, because the fact is some people are going to find a cure or a way to heal it. But a lot of people aren't, you know, otherwise yes. we would all be cured. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. I'm going to totally off on my soapbox. But yeah, the mental no, no, piece. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no. recalibrating. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly that. Yeah. I love that word, recalibrating. And just yeah. accepting that, you know, I'm on a healing journey. So to give yeah. myself that space, that time to heal, and mm-hmm. like you said, you know, what works well for some people may not work well for you. So it's just finding your own rhythm. Yeah. You know, I do trial and experiment with things. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm. Um, so I guess, um, what else was I going to say? I was going to say something, Cheryl. Something popped into my oh, head shoot. when you had your soapbox moment. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I really, I just like, uh, well, I want to, I want to make sure I address because if that, if that comes back, go for it. But um, yeah. Dwayne had a great question. Apart from the medications, what other therapies have worked for us? <laughs> but let's start with you. So have you done any like physiotherapy or um, gone to other kinds of like formal kinds of, I guess, like I've gone to, I'll just, I guess I can start. I've done 
physical therapy, occupational therapy. I am an occupational therapist, but I've also gone to one that was yes. a hand specialist. So that's something I really recommend. A certified hand therapist, that's who made my, my customized splints. Um, and I specialize in the hands. And of course, I've gone to therapy with a psychologist as well. But I agree with what you're saying. I've done some actually business coaching programs that are all about like the mindset as mm -hmm. well. And that's really helped. And um, a couple other things that, that what else have I actually, oh, I went to a physiatrist, which is a doctor that specializes in the body, but not a rheumatologist. They're like, look at it from a little bit of a different angle. Um, and I have tried a couple of things, like I've gone to a new, uh, certified uh, di or registered dietitian to look at some of the, um, you know, nutrition aspects, but, and those have all been helpful. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, definitely. Yeah. I yeah. think mine's quite similar. So I have been to a hand specialist again to get the oh, um, the split brace as well. Um, at the time, I I was refused physiotherapy because of the level of inflammation that I had at the time. They felt mm. that it would uh, aggravate it a bit more. However, oh, okay. more recently, I have been referred on to physiotherapy and I'm actively um, indulging in some private hydrotherapy sessions as well. Yeah. Uh, can, can you tell me about what that's like? I've never tried that. What is well, hydrotherapy? Yeah, I'm due to. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will, <laughs> I will definitely let you know how it is um, on that front. Um, yeah. So um, other things, I guess it's just really the mind, the mindset around it. Just trying to reframe what's really going on here and not not spinning off into the negative but trying to find a better feeling thought mm -hmm. embracing the thought but trying to find a better feeling thought you know like i was saying mm. before that i can yeah. actually do things you know it, it, it's difficult as you would know cheryl you know with this simple everyday things such as using kitchen utensils cutting things it's it's the little things that most people take for granted we really mm -hmm. become conscious in that moment that it's difficult the day-to-day -day life but yeah. yet we every day we do things we cook we attend to our babies and so mm -hmm. we're we need to recognize just how much we are truly accomplishing while still being in really severe pain uh you yeah know, doing the everyday stuff so it's just giving ourselves a lot of thanks and gratitude and our, our bodies as well our bodies are such really beautiful beautiful um you know beings etc and we we take on so much that i don't think we fully give ourselves that gratitude and thanks just thank you for holding me up thank you for you know my legs my feet for taking me yes. walking me to this place etc because it's all things that are are not easy to do but yet we're still doing it every single day Mm-hmm. And I, I love the metaphor. My friend, uh, Dr. Kara Wada said she has Sjogren's and she's an immunologist and allergist. And she said, I like to think of my immune system as misbehaving, thinking of it as like, oh, you know, it's like a toddler. They're like, they're trying their best, but sometimes they can't, they can't control their impulses. You know, and thinking of like, thinking with compassion about what's going on in your body is so it's it ends up feeling better than thinking I'm fighting like against my body. I, I know yes. a lot of people, I mean, some people, whatever works for you, right? Some people find comfort in this like warrior language. And sometimes I use that language too. Like I'm a, I'm fighting rheumatoid arthritis, you know, but other times it's better to think, oh, I have this, this, you know, my immune system, it's trying really hard and it's just misbehaving or misguided. You know, it's like, I'm going to go attack all these foreign invaders. And it just, it just, 
is makes a mistake and thinks that my synovial lining of my joints is a foreign invader yes, and it's like yes. okay well you know like good try you know like thinking about it that way as opposed to oh like I'm so and it's okay again allow yourself to feel whatever you're feeling but um there's ways to like you mentioned reframe and and kind of change the habitual way that you relate to to yourself and your body yes. and what's going on so yeah I love yeah. that I love that yeah. and that is actually yeah and I've heard that before, actually, that pain is actually our body working on behalf of us and for us. Oh, it's totally. Exactly it's, it's, yeah, it's the same with anxiety, because mm. I've struggled a lot with anxiety. And anxiety is, is, is protective, right? Like you mm. need some, it's how, it's your body's response to a threat, you know? Yes. Oh, hello from Angie from Peru. Um, oh. And so, you know, if you didn't have anxiety ever, then if, if you had a threat, like a big lion was starting to attack you, you would die, right? Yeah, because yeah. you'd just be like, la, 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 I don't have anxiety, you know? So, and it's the same. So, but the thing is to know that, okay, it's one thing to have the anxiety about things that are truly a threat, but other times we have anxiety about things that aren't really as, as big of a threat as they seem. But what we mentioned about pain, it's the same thing too. Having a response to pain, your, your brain wants to pay attention to it because it thinks it's, there's a threat, you know? But with chronic pain, um, the, one of the, the phenomena that occurs with chronic pain is that the, the size of your response, your brain's mm. detecting how important this pain is, is out of proportion to the actual amount of like, tissue damage that's happened. So yeah. that's not to say that your pain is all in your head or you're not thinking about it correctly, but to know that sometimes we can, uh, and this is not necessarily the case with a disease in re like rheumatoid arthritis that has a continuous process but a lot of times we can have we can have some degree of chronic pain on top of the rheumatoid arthritis pain. So yeah, yay! Yeah. And um, some people are having happy th comments saying that what we're saying is helpful. So that's really good. Oh, lovely. Um, um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Actually, that's um, you. You mentioning anxiety. That's actually triggered why I actually wanted to say. That, oh, perfect. <laughs> that I found that my flare-ups are really spurred on when I get into an anxious state as well. Yeah. So when I'm thinking about, oh my, you know, I, I start to go in my head and start to think about all the things that I have to do in the future. And I'm in that state of mode. That's when I find my body responds in that way. So I think it's very, it's brilliant that yeah. you touched upon that as well. So I'm, I'm really trying uh, and mastering how to be very present, consciously present in this moment. Um, oh and, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so hard. To do. It's not. Well, and it's so funny because I always tell a story when I was first learning like mindfulness from my therapist and she was like, and, well, I have two different ones, but yeah, she and he both had said things like, can you, can you just sit with the uncertainty? Because my anxiety is a lot about uncertainty. Mm. What's going to happen? Yes. You know, am I going to, is this new medication going to work? Is it not going to work? Am I going to flare up? What should yes. I do? Is this the right yes. thing? And, and she's like, you know, can you sit with it? And I was like, why? Like, what kind of, like, this is a sadistic therapy. You're telling me to sit <laughs> with my uncomfortable feelings. Like, yes. no, I want you to tell me how to feel better. Like, I'm going to therapy to feel better. And this, they had this really amazing um, quote, and it's from Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, also mm -hmm. known as ACT. And they said, ACT isn't about feeling better. It's about feeling better, meaning allowing yourself to feel in yes. a more deeper way as opposed yes. to trying to feel better 
and I don't, I don't know in the UK if it's as much this way, but in the US, it's like the predominant messages. It's all about you need to feel happy. You need to feel happy, you know, and like just change your mindset so you feel happy. But what's crazy or not crazy? I don't want to use that word. What's what's been really surprising and, and wonderful for me is that when I stopped pressuring myself to feel better all the time and feel happy all the time. I actually felt I did feel happier because I yes. felt more at peace, but yes. you can't get there by trying. It's like you can't achieve the goal by trying to go directly to the goal. It's like an indirect process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly it. I think you hit the nail And, you know, I think just growing up and just just hearing other people talk, we're kind of, you know, we're kind of taught to kind of, um, dismiss our thoughts, you know, what we're feeling, etc. You know, yes. feel happy, feel good, make yourself, kind of forcing yourself. But you, as humans, we can't always feel happy. You know, that's no. not human nature. So it's I embracing how we're so feeling. True. Yeah. And I, th I think as a, I, I'm curious if you'll find this as a parent, as your child gets a little older, because it was really amazing to me. I started going to therapy when my son turned, had just turned one. And when I became, you know, um, when I started the process of allowing myself to feel my feelings as my child became a toddler, you know, where they have big feelings, it allowed me, to, it, it helped me allow him to just have feelings. You know, and like you said, so often we're told that our feelings are bad or you're punished for yes. your feelings. And, and I'll constantly tell my son, you know, it's okay to feel angry or to feel sad, but it's not okay. Your actions, your behaviors based on, I mean, he's much older now, but what I would say is like, it's okay to feel angry and oh, like, you know, but it's not okay to hit someone. It's not, you know, it's yes. the same way for us, you know, as adults, it's okay. Any feeling is okay. You know, yeah, we are, yeah, we are yeah, feeling yeah. beings. It's yeah. Oh, oh, apparently, apparently we're being very Zen right now. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, I realized like, even for me becoming an occupational therapist, which is like a helping profession, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the hardest things for me when I, I worked at pediatrics before doing my current work, and I would always want to like, you know, do that classic thing, you want to solve the person's problem or make them feel better. And I realized that part of my, uh, and I, I would feel so much anxiety about that. Like if the child wasn't doing well, I would think it was my fault. And I would, yes. you know, go on these spirals. And then I realized, oh, like, you know, they're just humans, they're humans that are going to feel happy sometimes feel sad other times. My job is to help them cope with those feelings, yes, not yes. to, but it's like, oh my gosh, it's such a big mind shift. <laughs> it is, it is. And you know, it's something that we just need to continually work every day on every day. And as you said, it's about finding that balance, that inner peace and not dismissing yeah. our feelings, feeling into yeah. it. So I love that as well. So yeah, yeah, so many great people on, I'm loving it. I know. And from all over the world, that's what I love about like social media. I mean, just in general, that you can connect to people across, across the globe. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I, I do time wise. I, I want to, unfortunately I have to start wrapping it up just because we had some things come up today, but I want to make sure I give you time to talk about anything else you want to talk about, like your own, you're totally op would love to hear if you would like to share about your coaching programs too, just because I'm, trying to, you know, I always want to support and amplify, you know, the work of other people with chronic illnesses and also, you know, uh, people of color, non-white people, because the chronic illness space, at least in the U.S. especially, is, is very predominantly, like, white, you know, so I'm trying to yeah, do a yeah. better job as an ally, so. <laughs> I love that, I love that mission as well. Yeah, um, yeah so um, for those that have just jumped on, um, I did yeah. uh, 
announced that I am a business growth coach supporting women in corporates that want to start an online business whilst in a nine to five. So if you've got, if it's a seed of an idea, even if you're started, maybe the couple of months on, but you're not seeing the traction that you truly desire mm -hmm. in your business, you don't have that overall clarity because, you know, sometimes we, we have these big goals, but we're not quite clear on just how to get there, what it takes, you know, what we should be doing, mm -hmm. the right actions to be taken because time is right. like a commodity, um, you know, something very valuable. So it's where to focus your time, mind and energy so that you can get the biggest results. So that's exactly what myself and my business partner, Charlotte, we're dynamic duo, we're known as the dynamic duo, duo in the online space. That's what we do. So if you feel called to maybe reach out to myself, then I invite you just to drop me a DM or follow my page. I am, oh, sorry, at I am Grace Nelson, just to find out more tips on what I share. I show up daily sharing value and I would love to support you on your journey. Um, and, you know, just, you know, from one RA um, lady to another or to those that are watching, <laughs> You know, would love to support you if you're going through the same thing because it's not just business strategy that I teach. It's also mindset and the energy work because it can be an exhausting process with mm -hmm. RA. So it's how do you have that, how do you find that energy to start a new venture, which is essentially like giving birth to a new baby mm -hmm. as well as alongside your nine to five as well as your family and all other commitments. How is it possible to do all of this? So I really teach from that kind of uh, exp experiential um, mode, just showing you my journey, how it can be done, what works, what doesn't work importantly, so that you can find your own personalized um, pathway to doing so as well. So I very much teach in a, a bespoke kind of way. So I invite you, if you mm. feel called, just to send me a DM or connect with me. So thank you, Cheryl, oh, for the opportunity. Oh, that, no, that's so that's so wonderful. I mean, and I, I think there are so many people with rheumatoid arthritis or other, you know, any sort of health challenges or even without them anyway, who <laughs> are feel stuck in that yes. nine to five rut and they don't have the flexibility. Even after COVID, there's people who, you know, a lot of jobs realized, oh, we can we can let people work remotely. But now they're saying, oh, you have to come back in. You know, so having that freedom of having an online stream of income is so helpful for so many. I know some of the people who've um, come onto this call have some, some like side, you know, ventures as well, whether that's, yes. you know, an Etsy store or something else. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's wonderful that you're supporting people and I, and you're showing through your example that it's possible, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just very much about, you know, leading myself first, showing other people through my experiences, mm. what can be done. So that, you know, it's easier just to connect and you don't feel like this is going to be a lot of hard work really going to take a toll on me. But it can be done. Your, your yeah. desires are yours for a reason. So it's about saying yes to yourself and moving towards them. That's what I truly believe. That's so, so beautiful. It reminds me of something that my 11th grade English teacher said. So, you know, all, the all the teachers out there, you know, we still remember things sometimes yeah. 20 years ago, but she really drilled this into us. She said, show, don't tell, like yeah. show in your writing instead of, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and so I think in, yeah, in your example, you're showing 
as well. Sometimes we do need to be told, you know, sometimes we're a little, my brain's a little slow yeah. sometimes. Like with, with the mindfulness stuff, I was like, you need to tell me again. Like I'm still not getting <laughs> it. But yeah, showing is, is the most powerful. Yes, so it is. I yeah. agree. Well, Cheryl, so thank great. you so much for having me in your world, being connected with your lovely audience. I've really enjoyed myself sharing my journey it's... and story. Brilliant. Yay, thank you all. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Room to Thrive, a membership and support community where you'll learn how to develop your own Thrive toolbox so you can live a full life despite your rheumatic disease or chronic illness. Learn more in the show notes or by going to www.myarthritislife.net. You can also connect with me on my social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok. Check out the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Arthritis Life Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Room to Thrive, an educational program I created from scratch to help you go from overwhelmed to confident, supported, and connected in a matter of weeks. You can go through the pre-recorded course on your own, or you can take the course along with a support group. Learn more at the link in my show notes, or you can always go to www.myarthritislife.net. And if you like this podcast, I would be so honored if you took the time to rate and review it. I also encourage you to share it with anyone you know who might benefit from it. I also wanted to remind you that you can find full transcripts, videos, and detailed show notes with hyperlinks for each episode on my website, www.myarthritislife.net. If you have any ideas for future episodes, or if you want to share your story or wisdom on the podcast, just shoot me an email at info at myarthritislife.net. I can't wait to hear from you.